Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to episode 185, The Secrets of Skin Care with Chris Gibson. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 185, The Secrets of Skin Care with Chris Gibson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I'm your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. And today, we have the wonderful Chris Gibson here. He is a sought-after skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. He is also the best-selling author of the acclaimed book, Acne Free in Three Days. One million plus copies are sold, have been sold, and a very successful YouTube channel, Chris Gibson Live. The YouTube channel has over 116,000 subscribers and is dedicated to providing expert information and product reviews on skincare and wellness topics for both skin issues and anti-aging. His social media reach is well over 200K, increasing every day. He was recently featured in USA Today on the topic, seven freaky chemicals in your skincare products and how to avoid them. I'm sure we'll get into all those freaky things and much more today. Welcome to the show, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, I love having a fellow health coach on here because I love, you know, following your passion, becoming a health coach. I'm sure it's helped you as an esthetician throughout the years, but I love seeing everybody in their own field and their own passion, bringing that more holistic knowledge to, to the playing field. Um, were you always this holistically mind? Like what was that shift uh, from, from, I don't know, maybe just getting into, to be an esthetician to now being a author and YouTuber, et cetera, healing it, acting worldwide. <laughs> it's, it's not a surprising start for a lot of people. You know, it usually starts with some illness or something that you're trying to figure out that no one seems to be able to figure out. So that's really what happened is I had acne very early on. And then, um, you know, in my late teens and twenties, it didn't go away. And there was still just the same options, Accutane and antibiotics and all that. So I was very frustrated, didn't want to fool with that stuff anymore. It had to be a different way to deal with this. So I, uh, you know, that's the eighties, obviously there was no internet 
well, there was, but we didn't have access to it. And so I had to do a lot of reading and it was a slow process, but I w- worked my way through a lot of information. Um, I had really good dermatologists too. It's just that what they were prescribing wasn't working. So it was just as frustrating for those guys, I think, as it was for me. Uh, and then, of course, I uh, went to the herbal store, which there was no GNC or vitamin shop. <clears throat> that was not the way things rolled back then. <laughs> In fact, that was kind of voodoo-y stuff uh, to a lot of people. And just I learned what worked for me in my diet, and I learned what worked for me in skincare products, and that skincare products and ingredients don't always match the problem or help with the problem. So, um, you know, things are designed and formulated for mass audiences, and there's a lot of variability in people. And I was one of those people with a lot of variability in the way things behaved when I used them. So that really, the fact that you could change your diet, which I went on a fast for three days, but um, when you change your diet, figure out what the triggers are, um, and then you know you ch- figure out how products work and what the ingredients are that you should be using, and the ones that don't agree with you, it's fascinating to me that the body responds to that so quickly. So you can take that beginning and just think about how things have evolved. We know that gut health is very important in skincare. We know that inflammation is the root of things and the reaction in the immune system now for things like rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, acne. We know that dairy plays a role for some people. We know high sugar index foods play a role. There's a lot of variability that's been nailed down. And then we have better and better treatments, blue, and purple light therapies, wavelengths that help with bacteria. Just it's re- it's kind of carried me along because just as I start to think, oh, well, this is starting to get a little bit, you know, I'm saying the same things over and over again, something new comes out. So it's like, it's still a lot of fun. And it's fun to help people uh, because it's never too late to get started. So, um, you know, it's nice on the YouTube channel in particular to have people come back a couple of months after trying some new things with some routines and products and what have you and let everybody know how great their skin is looking. So, and this is people that are in their 60s, 70s, 50s, 40s, 30s, what have you. And I still have a, a, a good deal of people who come to me with acne issues, stubborn acne or adult acne issues. So <clears throat> it hasn't really changed, more evolved um, as I've gotten older, which would make sense um because i don't look my age that helps on youtube you know <laughs> it's a visual format so when i bounce onto the screen and i don't think look like what people think people in their mid to late 50s behave and look like it i guess it helps it's credible but you know i always say i don't know where that came from that people in their 50s fall apart but you know back in the day you know you see i don't know if you've seen the uh the memes that are pretty funny where they took the reboot from sex in the city because those ladies are now the age that the ladies were in the golden girls and put yes. that side by side by side and it's like wow <laughs> 50 really is the new 30 it so is. you know so we we've learned a lot of things over the last 30 or 40 years like sunscreen really does help protect the skin although that's gotten a lot more popular lately than it used to be even back when i was doing it in my teens, putting it on. My friends are like, what are you doing? I don't need that stuff. You know, of course, now they've all had most surgery to have little cancers removed and they wish that they had used it a little more diligently. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's carried me sort of just sort of like a wave, you know, and now I'm talking to people about red light therapy and, uh, RF therapies, esthetician, uh, in office treatments that used to be only available through a dermatologist or a medical esthetician. That's the one with the A <laughs> in front of it. So it's just a hard word to say anyway. Um, and now those devices are becoming available in the home for home use, microneedling, all these things that we used to typically have people come into the office for and do, they can do at home. So it's, it's you know, and there's risk, you know, there's a lot of positive with that, but there are also some things that people need to know. So it keeps me busy. Really Good. Does. Well, thank you for sharing that beautiful flow of how, I mean, like you said, it evolves, but it keeps going. And I know like my mom probably to this day still struggles with acne and I I have too. And for me, it wasn't until really addressing the gut that I was really able to. Except for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it really can make a big difference. And, and a lot of people still, even in the medical community, with some dermatologists that still shy away from that as a connection. Um, they, they'll acknowledge that sugar, they'll acknowledge that the increase inflammation can come from things like that, but they don't, some of them don't still directly correlate that, but many of them do. So it really depends on who the medical uh, professional is. Although I don't, I don't tell people not to go to the dermatologist, obviously not. I think it's a well worth a visit. Um, if you don't like what you hear, get a second opinion, or if it doesn't feel right, that's with anything, you know, medical or not, um, you know, and having dealt with a parent um, that was ill and going through that process, it's hard for a lot of us to ask questions because we feel like that's a superior person and we're not supposed to, you know, buck the current there. <laughs> and, and so it, sometimes relatives will buck the current for you, which is what I did for her, but it was, it was, it's, I saw the difficulty that people have uh, when they're around somebody they think is an expert in questioning that, which the issue with that has grown because people see people that get followings on TikTok and YouTube, even people as myself is sometimes the end all answer. And I have to say a lot of times on there, you know, not everything works for everybody and not everything I say is going to work for everybody. And so I always have to have that nice fat disclaimer on there. I'm not a dermatologist. If you have these issues and they continue, you should go see one because it's well worth the time and effort. So it's really balanced that kind of balancing all of that stuff out. Um, but yeah, the acne thing has been around and it's just your skin's response to a combination of things going on. It could be an increase in oil production because of hormone changes. It can be a buildup of dead skin cells. <clears throat> excuse me it can be um simply a reaction to something you're using a product it can be contact dermatitis driven so it's a sometimes it feels very overwhelming to sort through all of that oh yeah and for me but i found <coughs> i was um i've started to do a lot of the medical medium cleansing so i drink celery juice every day and lemon water and my skin wasn't horrible but once I started doing that it was flushing a lot a lot of I think stuff out of my body and it got really bad for a hot second but um it got I mean we can't see my skin right now guys but like I don't think I have one 
that on me right now. And normally, hormonally, right before my time of the month, it would just be like a couple would pop up at that same time hormonally. But it's now just suddenly some extra oil yeah. is being produced yeah. and that you have may have a pore that's been blocked with a little bit of, of cellular uh, debris. And it hasn't been a problem, but as soon as that oil factory got turned on a Go, little bit, it, yep. it pushed it out. So yeah, that's very, that's very common. Yeah. Um, but I would love to talk. Well, you mentioned sunscreen. I am yeah. my partner. He calls me the, his porcelain princess. I, I wear uh, sunscreen all the time. <laughs> and I, I think it is becoming more popular, especially with like skincare routines, but is there, we can talk more about sunscreen or any other like anti-aging well, type the, of support. The the thing around sunscreen is twofold. One, a person can look at me and I can look back on what I've done consistently. That's maybe different than a lot of people in my particular generation. And sunscreen is one of those things. Because um, I grew up in Texas you know, I lived there most of my life. I lived in Tennessee, which isn't much different. And then, of course, I did live in Pennsylvania for a while. <clears throat> but even there, you get uh, quite a bit of sun. And you have longer days. People don't think about that. And then, of course, now I'm in Florida. So sun has been a part of my life forever. And sunscreen has really played a role in limiting the amount of damage or photo aging that I have. It doesn't mean I don't have any. I do have some. Even with sunscreen, you're going to get some. Um, you know, I always tell people, take a look at your behind, the skin on your behind, and look at the skin that's been exposed, and that's the difference in uh, what's happened with your skin. So people are always like, wow, oh, wow, maybe I don't want to look at my behind. <laughs> so, but anyway, any part of your body that's not been exposed to the sun on a regular basis is not going to have that photo aging, and you can see the difference. There's no, well, there's no sunspots, there's no textured skin, usually there's no hyperpigmentation. So it does work. The other thing it does in protecting the skin, it allows the skin not have to do as much work to protect itself, which it will do. That means less melanin pocket production, which leads to those age spots, which means less inflammation, less damaged DNA in your cells, and less risk for skin cancer. Obviously, it all goes along with that. And skin can repair itself and look younger with regular use of sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And people don't think of it that way. They think of it as a protectant, which it is, but they don't think about the fact that it can reverse some of the aging process that's been going on in the skin just by being able to protect it. And then if you don't like sunscreen, there's clothing. We have clothing these days that's been developed. We wear that a lot here in Florida, long sleeves that are cool. Mm-hmm. And you don't get hot in that clothing, but it protects you from the sun, hats, sunglasses, all of that stuff. So, you know, the sun, the sun is great, but you get enough. And people are like, oh, if I do that, I won't get any vitamin D. Believe me, you get enough from the food that we eat and also from what sun you do get, even though it's you're wearing sunscreen, you're, you're not going to have vitamin D deficiency. That's a big myth out there. Um, and if you feel like you have vitamin D deficiency, then you need to go get a blood test to see if that's actually true. Because taking a bunch of vitamin D when you don't need it, it's not a good thing either. <laughs> so... You know, I have to dispel some of these myths at times because they get really out of, they get really outrageously big. And it's like, yeah, that's not an excuse not to wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there, there, there's definitely like fad diets, fad yes. skincare myths. And 
So is there, when like picking a sunscreen, is there anything that you should look out for to avoid? Yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of mineral sunscreens. They tend to work well for me and my chemistry. They don't always work as well for some people. Some people find them greasy. Some people find there's a white cast when they use them. Uh, they have trouble deciding how much of that they should use because mineral sunscreens sit on the surface of the skin and reflect the sun. They don't really absorb. So a lot of uh, progress has been made with these types of sunscreens so that they do appear better on the skin. Some of them are tinted a little bit, which helps. There are form- hybrid formulations where they're using octanoxate, and which is like 1% or 2% of that with 75 78% of your mineral sunscreen formula, which means that you get some absorption protection with less of the mineral, so it works better on your skin. Again, it can be tinted. Um, octanoxate is a chemical that has been a problem in the oceans. So places like Hawaii, uh, I just talked about that in the video today. Places like Hawaii and Key West, Florida and Australia, where coral reefs are prevalent, have banned that particular ingredient. So you really don't want to wear that in the ocean. The day you go to the beach, wear your mineral sunscreen that's approved for ocean use or for water. Um, But hybrids, they're okay. Octanoxate is not one of the chemicals in sunscreen that's caused a lot of issues with humans and hormone changes like, say, avabenzone or um, octocry, you know, octocry, all those different ones you see in there. If you see beans and zins and all those different kind of endings on that those are the ones that are usually um the the issue oxybenzone being one of those big ones um so i would stay away from chemical sunscreens that are full of those do the hybrids or mineral that's what i that's what i tell people to do yeah i i I do do the mineral a lot but i know what you're saying some of them like i'm pretty light fair skinned as it is but some of them do make you look like a ghost make me look even more (laughs) yes Uh, it's yeah some of them some of them do and sometimes you have to play around with the formulas sometimes you have to use a children's formula especially if you're very sensitive to the product it can be irritating and you don't want to use too much um there was a thing for a while where people on tiktok were telling folks to use like a quarter's worth that's too much on your face. <laughs> you know, start with a dime size, a nickel size the most. Those newer sunscreens do cover well. You're going to be applying it again sometime during the day, more than likely. You should be applying it again sometime during the day and just enough to get coverage. That's all you need. It sits on the surface of the skin. It doesn't need to be rubbed in. And if people want to put more than they really need of mineral sunscreen on. So and you may have to play with formulas and brands till you find one that really works. And I know that can be an expensive game, but once you find one that you're happy with, you're set. I tell people, look for, think, LTMD has a whole line of sunscreens that are, are really good at it. There's a new one called Basque um, that's a mineral sunscreen that supposedly works really well on skin. I haven't gotten it yet. I have, I have it on the way to test. Um, Neutrogena has some hybrid uh, sunscreens now. So it really, you just have to kind of play with it. But the main thing is protect your skin from the sun. So. Yeah. Number one thing I know I played around with a lot of sunscreens and I think it just depends on time in my life, whatever, but yeah, I can. Well, the weather too. Yeah. And the weather, know, some, yeah. Of the, some of the, some of them work well in the winter and then in the summer, it's like it gets in my eyes all the time. And uh, 
they travel, or I like to say migrate. So you may have to change waterproof sunscreens. A, a tip with the waterproof sunscreens, they tend to migrate less. They're formulated to stay in place, even in water. So they don't they don't tend to get around unless you touch your eyes uh, with your fingertips and you have sunscreen on there. And that sunscreen burn is not fun. I know I've gotten it myself. But uh, you, again, just kind of look at what your situation is. Um, if you're going to be at the beach, try to get a, a mineral sunscreen that's waterproof. That's going to stay put. You may have a little bit of white cast in your skin, but at the beach, it's so bright. Nobody's going to notice anyway. No one's going to know. Yeah. No one's They're gonna busy know. doing their own thing, relaxing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's sunscreen, what are some other like good skincare product essentials and, you know, good or bad ingredients to look for? For for just generic, like any age. Yeah, I would say, you know, your 20 sunscreen, a moisturizer, you know, a good cleansing face wash, a gentle face wash. You don't want your skin to be dry and tight. It's squeaky clean. That means that the pH is off and the cleanser is too strong. So really in your 20s, it's about protecting your skin, keeping it hydrated. You really don't need to do a whole lot more than that. But, and of course that depends on everybody's, again, individual, but generally by your late 20s and early 30s, we start to see static wrinkles form from the dynamic wrinkles that we have. You know, we smile, laugh, frown, cry, whatever, throw things at other people. <laughs> you know, we get these lines and they turn into crow's feet and fine lines under the eyes. That's when you want to consider retinol type eye cream. So what I tell people in 30 upward, generally a vitamin C serum is really good to have in your arsenal in the morning. Vitamin C provides extra oxidant, antioxidant protection to your skin. Um, there's a myriad of those. You don't need to pay a ton of money for them. Um, they generally need to be 15% to 20% if there's L-ascorbic acid. <clears throat> and most of the name brands like Dermatology, um, Neutrogena, they all have those. Uh, drugstore brands have them as well. They are also the milder sodium ascorbyl phosphate versions, which are going to be ones like you see in Olay, CeraVe, your other drugstore brands. If it's an L-ascorbic acid, vitamin C will always say a percentage, and it will always say L-ascorbic acid in the ingredients list. If it's not, it won't have that, and on the back, it will say sodium ascorbyl phosphate or magnesium. So again, that's a stable form of vitamin C. We'll give you the same results, but if you have sensitive skin, sometimes the L-ascorbic acid version can be a little harsh for people. So, But vitamin C, very important. Then peptides. Uh, and peptides are amino acids. It gives a lot of confusion when I say collagen peptides. I go, well, I heard collagen is too big molecularly to, to sink into the skin, which is true. It's helpful in a moisturizer, but it doesn't really do anything to promote collagen in the skin. Whereas the amino acids, both taken internally and externally in the form of a peptide solution, can be very, very helpful. It helps hydrate the skin. It helps protect the cell membranes that are already there. It makes your cells live longer and produce healthier cells and supports collagen in the skin, which is very important. So peptides, so those are water-based serums. I tell folks at a minimum, that's what you need. Um, then in your 40s and 50s, thinking about adding a glycolic acid or lactic acid ingredient in a face wash or a serum to help speed up cellular turnover because it slows down. So what happens is, as we're forming these static wrinkles and our skin is getting thinner, as we get older, then we're also building a layer of dead skin cells that don't come off as quickly. So we got to get that exfoliated off so products work better. 
And then, of course, at night, I always mention retinol moisturizers. We now have retinaldehyde moisturizers, which are milder than the retinol that we hear about. Some people have issues with redness and flakiness in an acclimation period. But retinol really is still the only topical product that goes down into the deeper layers of the skin over time and really helps collagen reproduce at a rap, more rapid rate, improves the thickness of skin, reverses a lot of sun damage, helps speed up cellular turnover as well. It really is still the main ingredient that can do that much stuff for the skin. And you can get tretinoin as Retin-A, which is prescription strength, which is 1%, and it's pretty strong, but a lot of people find that it really helps their skin, especially if you get, start getting droopy eyelid, lots of deep crow's feet. It can really help retard that and re- return the skin to a better state. So that's really, of course, in sunscreen, which we already talked about. But those are really what need to be in the skincare routine. So it's really not a lot. I just did a video on this that went out today, about a five-minute get-out-the-door skincare routine in the morning. And then these were the things that were in it. So Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. And you mentioned some ingredients to look for, and we talked about a few of the like freaky chemicals. What are some of the seven freaky chemicals that we should probably look out for to avoid in those, those products as well? Yeah. That, you know, alcohol is one of the number one problems because it's very drying denatured alcohol. If you see those two words, that's a problem. If you see ester alcohols or, or, Still alcohol, those are actually fatty alcohols, which are very hydrating for the skin. So it can be very misleading. So I don't tell tell folks, don't be, don't throw things out because you saw just alcohol. Make sure you look at what it says. So if it says alcohol with a capital A and or denatured alcohol, then that can be very drying to your skin and irritating, especially if you have sensitive skin or dry skin issues. Fragrance can be a problem for people with sensitive skin. It isn't for everybody, but if you have sensitive skin or prone to breakouts, you might want to patch test that product when you get it home and make sure that it doesn't give you any issues. Uh, that goes for essential oils. You know, they sometimes, we don't really know in products unless the skincare company is really good about telling you because the FDA doesn't force them to. They can just put fragrance in parentheses and you don't know if that's synthetic fragrance. You don't know if that's natural unless they tell you so and just because something says natural fragrance for sensitive skin types it can be an issue so um, that pgs which are petroleum factors that are put into skincare products of volumize volumizers bacteriostats um, sodium lauryl sulfate sodium lauryl sulfates can be very very drying to the skin strip too much oil uh, not for everybody people with acne and oily skin a lot of times sodium lauryl sulfate will be in there a small amount which is okay because it helps break that oil barrier but again you got to look for how your skin reacts if it's tight and squeaky clean that's not good your skin's going to try to produce more oil and you're damaging your outer skin layer so you want to you know that that lipid layer that's protecting you from irritants and all that you're stripping way too much of that out of there so i like very gentle face washes maybe with oatmeal glycerin, sorbitol, things that will help lift off oil, dirt, bacteria without over drying the skin. Your skin should always feel fresh and kind of damp, not tight. So that goes for all skin types. So um, so those are some things to look out for uh, in there. Do you have too much dyes anymore in skincare products? That That's kind of gone. Parabens, you don't find those in there very often anymore. Um, so it really is 
those more irritating chemical ingredients that can sometimes slip into some of these formulations. Yeah, and as essential oil user here, yeah. if if you if you are literally using pure essential oils, a lot of them like citrus oils uh, make your skin more photosensitive too. Yes, so yeah, it, it can be. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and that's why I say everybody thinks essential oils natural is good, right? Well, there you know there are carrier oils that you need to mix those with yes. almond or olive or you know castor oil can even be used in some cases if you have acne prone skin. And a lot of people don't know to do that and they apply the pure oil. Pretty much the only one that I ever recommend in its pure state, and that's rarely, but sometimes for certain conditions, is tea tree oil. If it's 100% melaleuca oil, that's one that can actually be very beneficial. It's very mild to the skin, um, especially if you follow that with aloe from a holistic standpoint. So if you apply the tea tree oil and you have an aloe gel or since being before scalp acne or some of those issues, it can be very, very helpful. Um, as an ingredient. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's so interesting for to me to hear the, the these things. And I I was I love my essential oils, but being acne prone skin, I have noticed over the years that sometimes it's not the best solution. Yeah, and, different ones. Yeah, you know, like lavender, which I love, is an issue for me. So I have to really watch it. It has to be really far down in the ingredient list where it's really not going to bother me. Um, if it's really high up, there's a high percentage of it, then it breaks me out. I get a rash. So, you know, everybody, like I said, everybody's chemistry is different. Lavender is a great essential oil for a lot of reasons. It has a lot of health benefits, but you may be uh, sensitive to it. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, th I just thought I was quote when you were talking about beginning of the episode, working with a doctor and maybe afraid to ask questions or being your own advocate and this quote popped in my head that the doctors have the whole body of knowledge, but you have knowledge of your own body. So whether you're working with a dermatologist or testing out your own skincare products, just, just like you just beautifully said, Chris, is it might work for somebody, but it might not work for you. And it might not always work for you. So it's about being the, I would say, scientist and experimenting what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, because when you find <clears throat> when you find something that does that is really kind of fascinating, it usually motivates people to look further. Yeah, uh, people that were never label readers suddenly become label readers. <laughs> you know, because because it's like wow, uh, you know, and and there's other there's other reasons to to really know your skincare. You know, a lot of us have pets. A lot of skincare products like retinols and things, pets should not be licking off of you. So I have to occasionally do a video on pets and skincare because, you know, my dogs like to look all over. Um, so, you know, I have to, I have to keep a mindful of that sunscreens, retinols, things like that. Anything that is acidic is going to be a problem for them. Give them an upset tummy can actually make them quite sick depending on how much they get. So it's always good to be mindful of that right after you've done your, you know, sunscreen you probably don't you're, you know don't want your dog licking all over you you're licking off sunscreen chemicals so and zinc is not really good for them and that in that particular formulation the way it's used so you just have to be careful it's just good to know what you're putting on your skin anyway and it's not hard it seems overwhelming um but what people find is when they know what not to do it makes it a little bit easier because they can look on the back of a label and go okay i know i'm not supposed to put that stuff on my skin so. Or my dog. <laughs> or my <laughs> or dog. The yeah, no, or my dog. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I wanted to bring it back for a second. The meme you talked about with the Golden Girls, which I love, and the Sex and the City ladies. And for me, as a woman in her 30s who cares about her skincare long haul, there's this, and I know that the new Sex and the City reboot, just like that, a lot of people are giving them flack for aging and like Sarah Jessica Parker's hair. She's not dying as much. But like, what's your take on like the balance of like loving yourself, taking care of yourself? Your skin is your biggest organ, you know, but also accepting like becoming older too. Like there's this balance of like owning where you are and loving yourself, right? That's all really great because I say all the time, I'm not, the channel isn't designed and I'm not designed to help you look 20 when you're 50 or 60. And I think the problem with that, I've read a lot of the a lot of the journalism that's come out, the articles on that. And there seems to be a disconnect with some people in the fact that people that were in their 20s and 30s, maybe early 40s for Samantha, even though they portrayed her as 50 in the last movie, aren't going to pop up 10 or 15, almost 20 years later and look exactly the same and be living the same lives. Life evolves. So for those of for those of us who found that fascinating and I really liked the storylines I liked because being in my fifties, this is the truth. And some people may not want to know that they may not want to hear that. They want the fantasy of the show the way it was. And I would say, go back and watch the reruns because that's where that happened. You know, people get divorced. People find out things about themselves that they've walked away for years. There's a whole midlife crisis thing which Miranda's going through in the whole in the whole show, their self-discovery. You don't die at 50. You know, life, I think, I like uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's whole thing about that. You know, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to get older. Could she have plastic surgery? Yes, she could. In fact, there's a, there's a, there's a show where she, they actually do the real thing. That's really them taking her face and making those augmentations. Oh, wow. She goes, oh, I remember her. In the show. So, you know, she's a lovely looking lady and she reflects who she is today. She looks, you know, when she was Carrie in her 20s and 30s, she looked very naive and very Goldilocksy. And now she looks very intelligent and well put together. And that shows in her facial features. So I understand why she might not want to go mess with that because of the type of roles that she's taking on so i mean you know and that's all a personal thing if you don't feel good about something i say that in video after video sometimes it's time to go get a filler sometimes it's time to get a light case of botox done if that's what you want sometimes it's time to get a nip and a tuck sometimes it's time to get a facelift those have to be your own decisions made with a you know certified professional i do tell people don't overdo it because we've seen what happens when people do that, go really slow, get really small things done, little tiny things that aren't going to make you look like a different person. And if that makes you happy with yourself, then your health's going to be better because when you're not happy with yourself, there's a lot more inflammation. There's a lot more bad decision-making as to what people eat, how they sleep, if they're stressed. So if that's going to take a lot of that stress away, I think it's great. So, and I think that's what you see uh, and the the real life uh, version of those ladies as some have had some things done, some have had nothing done. And and I think that's their choice. I think it's all great. So I, like I said, I've read a lot of those articles and I took issue with some of the ageism in that. And I 
wanted to poke around in the author of those articles life a little bit to see what buttons were being pushed. Cause you know, most people that have ageism issues where they're treat that that way are deathly afraid of getting older. They are just <clears throat> horrified. And so it sticks out as these sort of barbs that get thrown at other people because they are aging well. Those ladies are aging very well. They're very healthy. Somebody said, and they're, in the same article, I'd say, we'll get off this rant, but here's here's the really best example of this. In the same article, the person was ranting that this show had lost its character, that these ladies were completely not the same people anymore. And again, what you said, they didn't look the same. They looked older. And later on in the article, that person still called them out for being fitness, fit, thinner not fat, not overweight. And I'm like, so wait a minute. So they were supposed to be, look like they were 30, have not grown at all emotionally, those characters had been fat. <laughs> yeah, 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 know, yeah. That's a person, that is a person, journalists or whatever, I don't care if they write for the New York Times, that's a person who has some issues with getting older. Yeah. There's some fear there. And I see that as a as in what I do all the time. And so, you know, we try to dispel that you want to look as good as you feel and feel as good as you look. Whatever age you are, you're going to look younger. I don't look 58, but I sure as heck don't look 30 or 28. I don't want to go back. I was My ears were too big. You know, I was a really skinny kid. I don't want to go back and look 20. I like where I'm at. So Beautiful. I think that's how we all should approach it is yeah. be where you are right now. Love it. Do what makes you feel great and because you'll you'll be healthier overall. Yeah. I know well, women and, and, and Sarah Jessica's words, what other choice do you have? Yeah. It's either get older or die. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have no choice in the matter. So why is that even a thing? But I there are a couple videos that I have said ageism sucks. <laughs> I'll talk about an ageism thing and the the subscribers just go wild over it because I I've I'll put that out there i'm like it just it's just so stupid that's the stupidest thing ever yeah and i think that we should own where we are no matter what age we are because i don't think we should have this decrepit view on aging too like you you think of this old like old like hunched over overweight granny you know you can, yeah. you can still keep doing what you want i see 20 and 30 year olds like that exactly you you know what happened uh you know so again it's all very personal and it's personal yeah. decisions but it's all about looking and feeling as good as you can at whatever age you are and staying healthy so that you have the energy to do the things you want to do and enjoy them and uh uh, it works you know it works beautiful well, on that note was there anything else chris you wanted to talk about before you start to close down the show today no just that it's never too late to start because that's one of the big questions that i yeah. get and that if you're confused about what to do yes youtubers including me can be helpful but at the end of the day if you're still confused or intuitively you don't really know what to do that talk with a licensed esthetician or a certified board certified dermatologist about the the pathway for you and your skin 
is well worth a couple hundred bucks that you may have to throw at it. Really, it's worth it because you're going to come out of it with a plan that's solid and you're not going to waste more than that much money on things that aren't going to work. So I always tell people, you know, educate yourself before you start buying everything because people, the skincare industry is not on your side with that. They are on your side of buying things, very expensive things. So as I say on the channel, it's not about the brand or the price. It's about the ingredients and whether they're effective or not. So that's really where it comes down to. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and enlightening us with all of your wisdom and tips. And I thank you for that sex and city rant. Cause I was just over here going like, yes, yes, yes. I agree. I, <laughs> I know the guy saying that, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's weird for people on YouTube. Cause I'm like a guy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we all age. We can't, we can't avoid oh, it. Like we said, nope. um, but thank you so much for coming on here today and sharing all your wisdom with us. And we end every show the same way. How may we, the listeners, as a big act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? Well, obviously, I want you to check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> but really, the bigger thing is that there are people who have self-esteem issues in every family because of acne or something that they think is wrong with them. And it's really nice. If you're interested enough to be listening to something like this, then you know enough to, to sort of kind of help prop them up a little bit and point them in the right direction uh, with what the things we've talked about today, because a lot of times, especially with teens, it goes unanswered and it's a very big deal. Um, you know, acne is a very big deal. Aging for some people is a very big deal. And we all know who those people are. So just be kind and try to point them in the right direction to make them feel better about themselves. And then I don't think you've done a great thing. Beautiful, beautiful. And as always, if you guys, Thought of the loved one, please share this along. Make sure you hit subscribe. You know the joke, Chris, but yes. <laughs> smash that subscribe button and please write yes. a review. That helps us get the show and people's word out like Chris. We like to work with the algorithm here. Thank you so much again, Chris, for coming on the show. It's such a pleasure chatting with you yeah, today. My pleasure. And remember, open up, surrender, trust and let your body lead the way.